good morning and welcome into the Wealth Guardians radio program. As always, let me start this show off by giving a big thank you to all of our men and women serving in our armed forces. Thank you so much for all the sacrifices that you go through to keep us safe and protected. You know, it seems like lately I've had a lot of folks come into my office and ask me questions about life insurance. And, you know, over the years in this radio program, we've talked about life insurance a bit, um, certain aspects of it. But I thought what I would do today is to do a deeper dive into life insurance for you. So with me today is my good friend, Crystal Langdon. And Crystal is a financial advisor in New York State and is an expert on life insurance. So, Crystal, thank you for joining us on the Wealth Guardian Show today. Well, Doug, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to our time together. I am, too. So let's just jump right into it, Crystal. Why don't we just talk about what are the general types of life insurance? Well, Doug, when it comes to life insurance, as you know, there's a variety of types that are out there. But if we just kind of look at the basic core ones, you can see that there's term insurance, and most people are familiar with that one. So you have term insurance or you have universal life insurance, IULs, and then permanent insurance. And I think, Doug, a lot of times, because there are so many different varieties and reasons for each one of it, it causes a lot of confusion out there. No, it really does. I mean, uh, like, what's the difference between universal life and indexed universal life? Right. And is that something you'd like to tackle now? Because I'd love to give a little insight in each one of these areas, just so that our listeners can say, okay, now that finally makes sense to me. Let's do that. All right. So when we're looking at term insurance, let's start back at the beginning. Term insurance really basically has one primary uh, goal, and that is to make sure it provides death protection. For So for many who are young and they've got the mortgage and they've got all this going on in their life and they have little kids and if something was to happen to either mom or dad or both of them, who would help raise the children and have the resources to do it? Term might be a wonderful way to go because it's just going to focus on just the death uh, protection. Now, if you go a little bit further from uh, term insurance, you could talk about universal life. And universal life says, Well, I understand that term's about death protection, but I also understand that term, well, it runs out because it only provides protection for a specific term or specific period of time. And, gee, I don't know when I'm going to die, and I need my insurance to last a longer time. In fact, I'd like my insurance to last forever, as long as I do. Then they start looking at universal life, IUL, permanent insurance, so that they have something that's there. Now, if they're going to go something that lasts their lifetime, Doug, then we know, okay, well, we're going to have to pay a little bit more for that. And when we look at universal life, it's typically a little bit more than what you would pay for term insurance because it's going to provide that protection, but it's going to provide it for a longer time. And it also has a few benefits inside that it starts to build up some cash value, which is money that people who own the policy might be able to use during their lifetime. So it actually begins to add another benefit besides death benefit as kind of a life benefit, too. And we can talk about that later on uh, in the program going into the living benefits of life insurance. An IUL, an IUL is for those who say, you know, I'm very interested when it comes to insurance because I know I need protection. I don't know when I'm going to pass away, and I want to make sure that my family is provided for once I'm gone. So I want to make sure I have that protection in place. I want to make sure that protection lasts forever. 
But, gee, I really like what I see going on in the market. And I wish I could have some of my money working for me that has some market correlation to it. Not exactly in the market, but wouldn't it be nice if I could start benefiting from some of the growth in the market? And so we can go into a much more in-depth detail on how an IUL works. But it starts incorporating some of the benefits of the market, not invested directly in the market because it's still life insurance, but we can have some more growth inside of our life insurance policy. And then the whole life insurance, that's all the way at the other end of the spectrum. So if you drew a line, at one end of the line is term, that's just going to be death benefit for a specific period of time. Go all the way to the other end of the line, and that's going to be your whole life. And that's going to cover you exactly what it says, Doug. For your whole life. And inside it, though, that's where we're going to build cash value. And this is where a lot of living benefits come onto the table, not just death benefits. But of course, uh, this is going to be a different pricing structure. And we work together, you know, with a client to help them find out what's right for them, what's affordable for them, what's sustainable. But it brings a lot more options to the table. So that's just basically a, a generic overview or general, I should say, not generic, a general overview of different types of life insurance. Well, if you just joined us this morning, uh, this is uh, the Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, and I've got Crystal Langdon with me, and we're talking all things life insurance today. Now, do you have questions about your life insurance, such as, do I have enough? Do I have the right type? Do I have the old-fashioned type of life insurance? Do you still want your life insurance at all? Do you need it? Do you know you can actually sell your policy today for cash? If any of these questions has occurred to you, then I've got an offer for you, a free, no-obligation analysis of your policy. All you have to do is give us a call at 336-391-3409. Well, gee, Crystal, with so many different varieties, is there any one best type That's a great question, Doug. And, you know, because everyone is different, I can't just say, oh, yes, you only need to get this because everyone's at a different place in life. Now, saying that, is there those types of insurance that I prefer more than another that I feel are more effective, both from a cost-effective way, from the living benefits that it provides a client? Uh, Yes, there, there are my favorites because I've seen them work for a client while they're alive and then work for the client's family when they've passed away. But I think, Doug, that it really depends upon the client's situation that they're in, where their cash flow is, and that's why they need someone like yourself that can sit down and expertly go over their financial situation, look at what they're trying to accomplish, not only today, but in the future, and put together a financial plan that incorporates the right type of life insurance. You know, for decades, people have heard um, buy term and invest the rest. How do you feel about that? Well, that's an interesting statement. Um, It makes me wonder who first originally came up with it and what was the purpose for it. But we have to understand, let's kind of just back up a little bit when you talk about buy term and, and invest the difference. When you're looking at financial planning, financial planning needs to consist, in my opinion, of investments, savings, and protection. We need to have all three of those components in place. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that we have our savings and protection in place so that they can support and protect our investments. And sometimes our investments is ourself. We want to make sure we're supported so that if we pass away that we have income for our families. 
But sometimes, and I don't think people understand this, we can use the life insurance to help support and protect our investments. So when I'm looking at, well, gee, I'm just going to buy term, a product that is eventually going to expire on me, that's what the contract says, I'm only going to cover you for a term or a period of time. If I'm going to put my money there and then I'm going to put the rest in the investments, to me, well, to me, that's kind of like if I was in my kitchen and I bought all these beautiful granite countertops and I put them on top of cardboard cabinets. Well, gee, what happens when the cabinets start fading and crumbling? It doesn't matter how beautiful that granite is. Aye, it's not going to be supported properly and could eventually end up cracking because it didn't have the proper foundation on it. So when I look at buy term and invest the difference, I think, hmm, why don't I first invest properly in creating a solid foundation? And then once my foundation's in place, great. Then I can look at things like Roths and other types of investments. But we never want to shortcut the process of building a solid foundation that protects you, your family, and your investments. And then we can begin moving into the investment realm. I think that's great advice, Crystal. You know, so many people think that term is the only life insurance that they need or should buy. And the fact of the matter is, it really depends on each individual case, what they're trying to do, what their goals and what their needs are. The fact of the matter is, we know that 90% of all term policies never pay a death claim. I know. So if you really need the protection for, say, estate taxes or something permanent, you can't use term because nobody can tell you the day you're going to die, correct? That is that's correct. They better not be able to tell you the day you're going to die. <laughs> well, we've got a minute or two left in this segment. Why don't we start getting into the living benefits part of life insurance? Okay. And I want to, as we start talking, and then when we need to go to break, just let me know. But when we talk about this, we've talked just a moment ago about term, buying the term and investing the difference. And I I don't want to just keep hammering on that, but I do want to make sure individuals who are listening that you understand that when we're about to now talk about living benefits, these means uh, benefits that I can take advantage of right now while I'm alive that can benefit me and my family. These living benefits you cannot do with term insurance. So while term is going to offer you that quick fix, or even if it's for 20 years, it can cover, provide you coverage, it, can, it is one-dimensional, okay? It's going to offer you that death benefit. So what Doug and I are going to talk about now, and then after we come back from the break, we're going to go in more t- detail as well, are the living benefits. What are other advantages we can use for life insurance today? And, Doug, you know, I think a lot of times why people uh, don't, implement a permanent life insurance financial plan as part of their financial plan is they're not understanding that life insurance isn't just about death benefit, but it provides collateral capacity and a lot of living benefits that individuals can use today. It's not just a product for when they passed away. Yeah, that's, so. ex- that's exactly right. <clears throat> and so many, so many times we can design these, these newer policies you know, to help you go through your life. And if you need it for long-term care or home health care, we can access it for monies to pay for that. We can even use it uh, uh, for retirement planning and so forth. Crystal, we got we got about 30 seconds before break, so why don't we go ahead and start wrapping it up here on on, uh, this topic. And we'll come back with living benefits and go into a more in-depth analysis of, of just how 
to design a policy for the modern-day family. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back into the Wealth Guardian Show. I'm glad you're with us today. We've been talking life insurance with Crystal Langdon. And before the break, we were talking about this thing called living benefits. Now, my question to you is, do you have the old-fashioned type of life insurance policy that basically just gives you a death benefit, maybe some cash value along the way? Or do you have a modern policy that allows you to use it during your lifetime for various and, and other reasons, like maybe home health care, long-term care. Crystal, let me get you back in here, um, and let's dig into living benefits. Just what are they, and how do you design a policy with living benefits? Oh, well, that is a question that we could take the rest of the program to answer because once we begin to understand the power of the living benefits within a life insurance product, it gets pretty exciting. But I do want to make a note here, Doug, and that many uh, financial advisors and life insurance agents must be skilled in understanding how to create these policies. It's like anything in life, Doug. When we put together a life insurance policy that is full of living benefits, we have to understand how to put it together correctly so that the client or the individual, the owner of that policy can take advantage of those opportunities on a, a annual basis, on a monthly basis, however much they want to tap into it. But I guess my point is, is that work with an advisor such as yourself, Doug, and I would encourage our listeners that Doug is very skilled in understanding what are the key components that need to put, be put into a life insurance policy so you can enjoy living benefits. Now, what are the living benefits? Well, let's start with the fact that when you're working with permanent insurance, you can build with inside it tax-deferred growth. So let's think about that a minute. That means there's going to be a portion of what you pay in a premium that's going to go to cover life insurance because it is a life insurance policy and we want the life insurance company to stay in business because they're the ones that are going to pay the death benefit to your loved ones years and years from now. So we're going to take a portion of our premium, pay it to them, but the other remaining portion of the premium is going to go into cash value. And what's nice is each company has set a rate of a guaranteed rate of what they're going to have the cash value grow at. And then they have a hypothetical rate, which would include their dividends that are going to go into your cash value. This is all going to grow Tax, def uh, tax deferred, meaning you're not going to pay any taxes on it. Here's the truth of it. When you go to take any of that money out to use, maybe you're going to use it to fund a, uh, how you're going to purchase a house, or maybe you're going to take it out later in retirement, you can take it out tax-free. So I like the fact that I, there is a place that I can put resources that are going to grow without being taxed, and then when I need those resources, I can use them in a tax-free manner. So it's a very tax-advantage program. In addition to that, when I look at the fact that the money that I have in my account growing and I compare it to my 
local savings accounts, which is giving me point nothing. I like that it's giving me a competitive return. Now, Doug, I want to make a comment here. It's not a competitive return compared to the market going through the roof right now, but it is a very competitive return for individuals who are looking for safe money that will continue to build consistently. So this is a nice Steady Eddie, going to build cash value, not going to be taxed on it, consistency that gives me a competitive return much higher than any local bank that I found or even credit unions um, as far as return in that they're giving me in addition to the dividends. I also like as far as the other benefits is that I can touch this money anytime I need to. Now, Doug, we probably won't have time to go into it in this program, but I want to encourage those of you who are listening to this program today is there are ways that we can actually use those cash values to be able to uh, fund our cars or our houses or our retirement to create an actual tax-free pension income stream. Those are all things Doug would sit down and show you, but by building these cash values inside of the life insurance, We're creating these opportunities for you, and that is a huge additional living benefit because I can use it during my accumulation years if I have needs such as cars and colleges and houses, and I can use it in my distribution years because then if I need a tax-free income stream. And, Doug, I want to just take a moment, if that's okay, and just focus on that living benefit for just a second, if that would be okay. Sure, that's fine. I I just want to add one thing to you. One of the great things about these policies is the government has no say-so in how much you can put in it, how much you can take out of it, or even what age you can do this, unlike IRAs and Roth IRAs and 401Ks and that kind of thing. Doug, that is such a great point. In fact, when you look at it, I mean, just take a moment and just think about this for a moment. When it comes to setting up insurance, It is the insurance company that tells you this is the least amount that we're willing to accept for writing your policy. You have to give us X amount of dollars so we can stay in business and we can make sure we can insure you. But I find it very interesting, Doug, that it is the government that tells you the maximum that you can put in. They say, listen, if you go past this line, and they call it a a modified endowment contract, they've actually in the 1980s said, we are getting so tired, (laughs) this is my my version of it, Uh, we're getting so tired of people putting money into life insurance and getting that tax free growth in there, we'd rather them put their money in a qualified plan where when they get to 70 and a half, they're going to be required to take that money out and take an income stream out so we can have the taxes on it. Otherwise, they're going to get a uh, 50% penalty. They don't do their required minimum distributions. So they were frustrated over the fact that people were using the tax-free value of the living benefits of life insurance. So in the 1980s, they said, listen, we're going to set up this regulation. Then if you go past the modified endowment contract limit, we're going to tax it just like it was a qualified plan. So they're trying to get involved as far as um, when they're looking to see what people are doing. And so that's why it goes back to, Doug, what we had said before. We have to be skilled in knowing how to build a policy right up to that line, but not a step over, not a penny over, so that we never get taxed on it. So we make them as maximum efficient contracts. 
So that is one of the benefits there. But I noticed that the government's eyeing this because they know we're building these policies, helping our clients take advantage of living benefits. So that was a great point that you're making. It's really dependent upon what the client, what you, our listener today, what you can afford consistently that we can put in there. You can put a lot in there. Great. We'll build it in a way that you never cross that MEC line, that uh, modified endowment contract line, so that we can keep it in the tax advantage realm. So if you just tuned into the show today, we've got Crystal Langdon, and we're talking about life insurance. And if you've been listening for a bit and you're kind of wondering about your life insurance policy and Maybe you've got the old variety that doesn't have any living benefits. You know, there might be a chance that you could do a trade-in, if you will, like trading in your car, and upgrade your policy. And I'll be glad to give you a free, no-obligation assessment of uh, of that situation if you want. Just call us at the office at 336-391-3409. So back to these living benefits, is there any limits on when a policy holder can access them? Are there any, I'm sorry, repeat that one more time. Is there any any, uh, limits as to when the policy holder can access their benefits? No, because if you have worked with an advisor that has put together a policy correctly, you could even touch money the very first year, which I think a lot of times people uh, don't realize that, Doug. They think it's going to be years and years before they can ever have any benefit of this. No, work with an advisor who knows what they're doing. They'll structure it properly. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I've got uh, a couple of these for myself, one for my wife, uh, obviously several clients. We we have these programs. and. Uh, You know, when Crystal talks about earning a better rate of return than in the bank, she's absolutely right. I mean, our policies, I can show you returns. And I use, I like the index universal life chassis myself, and I can show you double-digit returns on the cash value in in these policies. And, uh, you know, I've I've said many times I designed one for my wife that we're putting in – Right up to that line Crystal talked about, the MEC line, and um, by the time my wife is 70, we'll be able to take $70,000 a year out of it uh, tax-free, and uh, that's a comforting feeling. That You know, that is so powerful when you think about it because life insurance provides options. And, Doug, you know, I have a lot of clients in our office up here in New York, and they've come in and they have been trained to max out their 401K, and they didn't have any life insurance in, in place. And my question was always, okay, so let's pretend you're down the road, you're now retiring. Congratulations, you have this huge 401K. You start taking money out of it in retirement. You're doing okay. Of course, yes, you have to pay taxes on it. But now the market goes down, which we know the market is always volatile, so it will have years that it goes down. And what do you do when the market goes down and you need to take 5% out of your 401K, which you've rolled over into an IRA, so you need to take 5% out? You are literally securing losses because you're selling when the market is down. Wouldn't it be wise to have this life insurance full of cash value that's 
tax-free to you, that's not impacted by the market, so that when you're in retirement, instead of being dependent upon the emotions and volatility of the market, you can say, I'm going to leave my IRA alone, and now I'm going to go over to my my, uh, life insurance, and I'm going to take out tax-free income this year, and guess what? You can sit down with Doug and say, oh, the market's down again this year, Doug. What should we do? To which Doug will say, we have designed a policy for you. Let's go ahead and take out more money the next year. And done properly, life insurance literally becomes a way that it protects your investment so you're not having to draw down on it during down years. Now, the only default is if, you know, you get 70 and a half and then you have to draw from it, which is why, Doug, I love having a solid foundation of this life insurance so that we don't have to be dependent upon, oh, I got to take money out of my IRA because I'm 70 and a half, or I got to take money out of the IRA and the market's down. We now have a place that's separate from the market where we can have tax-free income in retirement. And then, I love this, when we pass away, whatever is left in the death benefit will go to our heirs. So this is a a two-sided, I want to say two-sided blessing here, because you have cash value that I can use while I'm alive and a death benefit as a love letter to my loved ones when I've passed away. You know, I love that concept. And can you believe it? We're already out of time. (laughs) Crystal, thanks so much for coming on the show today. And folks, if you have any questions at all, about your life insurance or you want to talk about some of these concepts, just pick up the phone and give us a call at the office at 336-391-3409. Until next week, this is the Wealth Guardian Show.